0: call, won't it? Amen. And if you ever been absent, it's not the time to be. You might have missed school, you might have missed class, but you don't want to miss this roll call. Amen? Because it only called one time. Amen. And so we praise the Lord for the chance to be in that roll. Amen? Amen? We praise the Lord for this morning, for this afternoon at this time. We thank God for you all who are here today. Thank God for those who are joining us from all over the world on the social media platforms and also those who are joining us uh, on the conference line. We want to say welcome to you uh, from Remnant Seed Ministries and ask that you would join us at this time in a word of prayer. So we may ask the Lord to bless us with his spirit. Heavenly Father, once again, in the precious name of Jesus Christ the righteous, we bow to your throne because you are the only true and living God. And we're asking today, Lord, that you send your spirit to guide us in your word. Teach us your truth, Father, so we may walk in righteousness. Father, bless those all over the world who are honoring you as the only true God. We ask that you would bless them in the services that they're having, Lord, that your spirit would be in, inside the places they meet, Lord, inside the ministers, Father, so they may speak with authority from heaven that your people may hear and obey. And, Father, please forgive us again for the sins we've committed against you. And help us this day to walk with a determination to go and sin no more. And in the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. <laughs> we got some singing amen in children, don't we? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When the Lord decided he would say this this day, I was talking this with my wife at the breakfast table, and I said, oh, he just really want me to say this today, don't you, Lord? And uh, that's when you get, you get these messages that you like, oh, okay, hope somebody comes back next week. Uh, and he said, the, he said that the title of this lesson is, The Problem is Us. Amen. And it's interesting. I said, well, Lord, okay, I, nobody's got a problem with, you know, coming to grips with that. But what is this all about? And so we're going to start, if we would, in Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs 26 the Lord explains something, a very simple principle, that if we remember this, we will be able to, to approach our issues, approach any issue with a different mindset, a, a mindset that is calculated for victory. Okay? So in, in the 26th chapter of, of Proverbs, and we're going to read verses—I mean, just verse 2, Proverbs chapter 26 and, and verse 2, it says... As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying. So the curse causeless shall what? Not come. So it things just don't happen. You know, it just fell out of the sky. Or I don't know what, you know, there is a reason for everything. There's a cause for everything. You just don't jump up and get diabetes. There's a cause for that. Okay? Just because it took all your life for the cause to manifest, it so it's still is a reason for it, right? But so when we go at things, we ought to go at it like that. What's the cause? What, how did this happen? How did we get here? Why is all this happening to me? Instead of, you know, saying, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know why things is bad. Bad luck. Don't ever say bad luck. Don't even say good luck. Luck's got nothing to do with it. There's a reason for things, amen? See, we must understand that there's always a reason for our present condition, whether that condition be a good condition or or, a bad one. There's always a reason for it. Stuff doesn't happen by chance, and our present is a result of an accumulation of events and decisions by ourselves and those in our environment. I'm going to say that again. Our present is a result of the accumulation of events and decisions of us uh, that we made and those that were made in our environment. Okay? That's the truth. Unfortunately, when most individuals try to figure out what the problem is, they immediately point to them. It's them. It's always them. They did this. The system the government, right? Uh, the, the school system, the, the, a certain race of people, uh, etc. All these elements, they actually might be factual, okay? Yes, these are indeed realities, you know? The government is not designed to help you. Why is everybody confused about that? It told you that's not what we do. <laughs> we exist to manage a corporation. <laughs> And that's what we do. so why are you all mad? You're not Why do we get mad at Fed or Express FedEx, I'm sorry me sure at FedEx, when they manage to make their uh, 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 shareholders happy, that's their job. They fly things around to make people money, okay? So well, that's not fair. They, did, they didn't give me a raise. It's not about your raise. It's about the shareholders <laughs> so Same thing in America. So why are we all getting out of shape? Because they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Amen? We okay with that? So these things actually might be factual. But you know what? That reality (laughs) has been around for thousands of years. You, You look at the history of mankind. There's always an oppressed people. There's always somebody getting over on somebody else, right? Thousands of years. And, and yes, uh, uh, have you ever asked yourself, how could this happen? How could, could for thousands of years the same condition remain steady? Ask yourself that question before, and then turn to Exodus chapter 5. <laughs> Exodus chapter 5. We're going to look at a few steps where your reality right now, where you live, is not new. What you're going through is not new. And you need to ask yourself, how, what existed that long that could go from this to that, from, from there to here? Now let's look at Exodus chapter 5. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in. And told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let you go. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? 2020, sounds familiar. Oh, excuse me, sir. I I, I got somewhere I want to go. And I just want to know if I can get off for a couple of days, I got, I got some PPO days, I, uh, I got some sick days, uh, uh, can I, I don't know what you're talking about, go back to work. <laughs> Anybody been through that before? Okay. But we're reading something that happened thousands of years ago, so something should pop in your head It says, what has survived from Egypt to Egypt? Yes, Amen? Let's keep reading. And they said, verse 3, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you to your birds. Get back on that line. Get back in that truck. Whatever you got to do, you didn't go on and do this. Now, if that sounds like today, you should ask yourself, what has survived from Egypt to now? Why is that always a testimony of some people who are being oppressed? Now, go to Daniel chapter 3, also history lesson, all right? There's always been this presence that causes oppression, all right? Now, when Daniel 3, let's just start at verse 4. Daniel chapter 3, and verse 4. Then a herald cried out, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the Corinth, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Same problem, right? Years later, same problem, okay? What about Jim Crow? Anybody heard of Jim Crow laws? Yeah. Do you know there were Jim Crow laws on the books in 1975? Mm-hmm. <laughs> same presence. Jim Crow is no different than Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was no different than Pharaoh, okay? So it must be something that can survive thousands of years of human history. That's the issue. Amen? The point is that whatever it is, whatever is making your life miserable or your situation unbearable, can't have a human origin. Because Nebuchadnezzar is dead. The Pharaoh is dead. I don't know if there was a Jim Crow, but if he was, he's dead. It's not human. No human has stayed alive 5,000 years. And so the origin is not human. Amen? Amen? Go to Isaiah if you would. Isaiah 14. We're going to look at this origin. What's the origin of this oppression? What's the origin of our issues? What's the origin of our problems? Why can't we seem to get free of this stuff? Why are we always in a mess? There's an origin to it. We need to find out what it is, how we got connected with it, are we trying to stay connected to it? And is there a reason or a way to separate ourselves from it? Okay? But in Isaiah 14, let's go at verse 14. I mean verse 12. Isaiah 14, verse 12 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Okay? And look what he did. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did what? Weaken the nations. The reason why the nations have always been weak is because there's a supernatural presence that extends through the thousands of years of human history that's job is to weaken you. Okay? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. He said, I'm going to be God on earth. And when he is present, we are weakened. Even nature itself is weakened. GMO foods is a product of a spiritual move. Amen? Because if I control your food, I control you. I don't care how much money you got. You can't eat dollar bills. If you have to come to me for your food, I got you. And I'll get you to a point where you'll love my food and you will hate the good food. It's like a child. You give a child candy. And then when he's three years old, you're trying to give him an apple. He'll look at you and throw that apple at your face. He said, I want this. I've trained to love this, this death. The sugar, is, is, it stimulates me. I love this. And then you're going to try to give him something. But if you start the child off with the apple, <laughs> then he doesn't want the Skittles. And, you know, somebody will try to slide up next to him and give him a bag of M&Ms or something. Well, yeah, and he'll say, I don't want this. But guess about what? We have to understand something. Are we participating on the other side? And the degree we participate is a degree we're gonna struggle. Because somebody told you about God and then you had the nerve to say you're gonna follow him. Okay, come on, come on. The reason why this spirit is so successful is that it has permeated every aspect of our lives. It has deceived the whole world. It has tricked us into focusing on the effect instead of the cause. He said we will never be free. We will never experience victory as long as we have this mindset that we should uh, we should deal with the effect and not the cause. The cause is Lucifer, is Satan. The cause is those the the, the gods of another. um, Okay, Isaiah. I'm trying to do this without doing this. The cause is evil that, 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 that was this developed uh, and started in the spiritual realm, but is running amok in the physical. That's the problem. No one wants to deal with evil. We want to deal with what evil did. It's like giving an aspirin to a cancer patient. It might make you feel better, but it's not going to take that cancer away from you. Where is it? Matter of fact, it's going to help it grow. Oh. Uh, I I got cancer, I feel so bad, I think I'm going to eat a cupcake, okay? Why? Because there's a spirit that tells you, satisfy the craving, don't worry about the cause. You know sugar makes cancer just go crazy. You want to multiply cancer cells, eat sugar. Just knock it out, just go for it. You can get all the chemo you want. I don't know what's going to kill you faster, the sugar or the chemo. we got to understand that the attack is spiritual, and we have to stop trying to attack it at the physical level before we deal with the spiritual. Amen? Another reason that this evil has found success is that we refuse to admit our culpability. Throughout the history of God's people, there has been a willingness to participate in the enemy's program. You don't believe me? Go to Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel. God had set up a system. God had set up a way of life for his people. He had set up a a, a governmental structure. He was king. Amen? And down here we had judges. (laughs) And all the judges were to do were to make sure that we went by the order of the king. But we had a willingness to participate in ungodly uh, uh, activities. And if you, it's the Bible is littered with it, everything from Del Peor to what we're about to read here. We wanted the world. And then surprised that things fell apart. Let's go to First Samuel, chapter eight. Let's see our willingness to participate in, in, in the enemy's program in First Samuel, chapter eight. And we'll start at verse four. First Samuel, chapter eight and verse four. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a, what? a king to judge us like all the nations. A willingness to participate in the enemy's program is what's caused our issues today. See, it's not just that the enemy is present. It's that we are participating in his activities, Amen. willingly. Amen. Now, he's got some side, backdoor stuff. He got us, and we didn't know he was coming. But there's, that's not the problem. God helps us with those. It's that we say, yes, devil, I want to participate in your, sign me up. Then we wonder what happened. Why is my life falling apart? Why can't this happen? Man, you've been dancing with the devil. And he gets the name of the tomb doesn't he? I don't know my, you know why your life messed up, why you chose messed up God. <laughs> His name is oppression, the God of oppression, okay? I decided to follow that God, and I'm surprised I'm oppressed. Doesn't that sound a little strange? Help us, Lord. See, we asked the spirit of the other nations to rule over us. That spirit is a destructive, oppressive spirit that fools us into believing that it has our best interest in mind. Isn't that the truth? Come on, get your, get your, shoot your children up with this stuff. It's okay. We love them. Let me tell you something. There is no system outside of the Lord that loves you. I'm going to repeat. There is no system outside of the Lord that loves you. Now God's God has a church, He's got family, He's got he, He's got He's got all those things. Those are His. Anything outside of that, they can't love you because their origin is not love. It's their origin is oppressive. It's to weaken you. So if you you go to the government for help, ask Katrina victims. But my baby, my baby's dying. I'm care about your baby. And then you surprise. Oh, I thought they would, you know, that's like in, in this, where we live now, don't ever depend on the kindness of someone's heart. Might as well depress you, come on. It's not there anymore. God is kindness. When God's not present, how can somebody be kind? If, 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 the, if, if it's like love, God is love. If God is not present, how can somebody love you? Is this all right? But see, you, you, we've, been, we've been tricked. Just because somebody says, I love you, or some program, some, some 501c3 nonprofit program is called, you know, Love Unlimited or something, you know, whatever it is, they can't love because their origin isn't love. So don't be surprised when it can't give you what you're looking for, or it doesn't rescue you. If you want to know how fair a system is, spend the day at jail in the courtrooms. Just sit there <laughs> behind. Don't go up there in front. And don't, they, they try to put some orange on you, don't put it on. Just sit there all day and watch injustice happen. Same crime, four different people, four different sentences. And you go in there, you're supposed to be fair. The oppressor is never fair, okay? People say, I can't believe that they're putting formaldehyde in ice cream, I just can't believe it. Why can't you believe that? I told you don't eat that stuff. (laughs) And you mad because God didn't protect you from something you willingly and volunteered to do. I don't know why I'm sick. Well, maybe you dumb and you look. You should know why you're sick. Right? But you don't sit there and be shocked because people make money. People make money to have power. This is what this thing is all about. They don't care about you. Back in the eighties. People used to have this hairstyle, this first real heavy chemical, you know, hairstyle. Now, back in the 50s and 60s, they used to have stuff they used to press the hair with, how house smell like Ooh, terrible. But, but this thing was called a jerry curl. Now, some of us have been on the planet a little bit. We, un- we remember jerry curl. Jerry curl was nothing but chemicals going straight in your bloodstream. That's why you had all these bald-head people in the 90s. <laughs> I can't believe they would put something, that we're putting on our head, they would give us something that would hurt us. Really? Did you read it? I was fairly educated and I couldn't pronounce some of that stuff. Anything I can't pronounce, I'm not putting on me. Now that doesn't mean, you know, some people need to look, get a dictionary, because. Some people don't understand words, but get a dictionary then. Find out what what glycophosphate is and should it be anywhere near you. Look up the history on it. See, y'all got it made. A punch of a button, you can find some information. We had to get on the bus and go to the library. On the bike when we got big time, Steve. Got a bike. We ride all over town on a bike. (laughs) But see, we got to stop being surprised that the oppressor is oppressing. Amen? But we ask the other spirit to come and guide us. It fools us into believing it has our best interest. As long as we are willing participants, that spirit will continue to keep us in our current condition. We understand that? If you want to be free from your issues, cut off the origin. Amen? Cut him off. This is what we have to do. Go to Deuteronomy 7, if you would. Because you ask yourself, how are we willing participants? See, first of all, we give that oppressor all the power. The Lord was trying to prepare Israel. Back in the day, they were about to go into this. They were going to go through the land, and there were going to be giants over here and giants over here. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. He was trying to prepare them for what they saw and said, don't worry. Remember, we studied this morning. Don't fear these things, right? Right. But what happened was, what happens today, in Deuteronomy 7 and 17, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 17, it says, If thou shalt say in thine heart that these nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? When well, we give credit to the oppressor by saying the devil is busy. It seems like the devil is the only one to read the Bible, because he knows when activity it will produce results. So he took that principle, and he's wearing you out because you won't get active against him. Matter of fact, not even not getting active against him, we we ask him to come into our lives. Please, oh oppressor, oppress me. And then you go to church. Oh, Lord, you sing all these Negro spirituals. You made yourself a slave. Nobody picked you up on a boat, did they? Matter of fact, nobody came to your house yet to get you. You went searching for the oppressor. You know, when you started saying, "Uh, I don't feel like preparing my food. Let me go search for the oppressor. (laughs) I don't feel like, man, dealing with growing stuff. Let's go to the oppressor. I don't feel like raising my children. Let's go to the oppressor. Y'all toes okay? okay. Mm-hmm. I I I you know I I don't feel like, you know marrying the right person. Let me go to the oppressor. And then we wonder why we're oppressed. Now this this has to be simple this has to be easy to follow. Is it? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. Uh, we in bad shape. Uh, people have been in bad shape thousands of years. Uh, no human has ever lived that long. Therefore, the origin must be spiritual. Then we met the origin. Then we asked for the origin. And as long as we keep asking for the origin to be our oppressor, he will happily oppress us. Okay, we caught up? All right, very good. That position that we give the devil, it gives him authority. We keep saying, the devil is busy, the devil is this, the devil is this. What about God? What about the great Jehovah? he lazy we are but he's not what about the power that is promised to his people but we give all credit to the oppressor i don't know why yeah you do now granted you were born in it okay you you got oppression written all over your dna Your mind was shaped by people who were under oppression, people who didn't quite understand how to deal with the oppressor. We understand that we all were like that. But there comes a time when God presents his way that we have to choose that way. And stop... I was about to use a word my grandfather used to say. Stop fumbling around. (laughs) Stop acting like God isn't God and that we have to be oppressed in order to survive in this world. We don't have to be. Now, something else the devil's busy doing. He's convincing us that biblical principles aren't true. He tried that in Genesis, didn't he? Genesis 3, when he told her, he said, "Sure, you won't surely die. Would you stop listening to the oppressor? His job is to keep you from the power, from the, the opportunity to live a life that God wants you to live with joy and happiness and authority over the oppressor. See, we can't get there yet. I know our minds can't wrap ourselves wrap that around our, in our heads, but we have power over that authority because Christ gave it to us. You follow me, I'll give you power over. Remember the 70 came back and said, man, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And what do you think you fighting but a demon? Hmm but you won't take the authority because you keep giving the authority to the demon. Help us, Lord. First Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. It's a very plain statement that we need to say amen to. This statement is for us so we know <laughs> that we're playing a dangerous game. Are we ready? 1 Corinthians 10, 21. 1 Corinthians 10, 21. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot part, be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. We got a couple of amens. All right. Can I get one more? Can I get another amen? <laughs> that is very plain. So if we are eating willingly, from the devil's table, you have automatically canceled your reservations for God's table. You can't do both. You shouldn't want to do both. What the old preachers used to say, if you're going to go to hell, go first class. Amen. Go ahead and give the devil everything. On your little short-lived, miserable life, go ahead. But God says, you can eat at my table. I've given you an invitation. I set a place for you eat at my table, and command the oppressor to leave you alone. We won't, because we believe the lie. How do you expect to get from under the precious, this, this uh, we'll call it a regime. How do we expect to get from under this regime if we keep letting it feed us? <laughs> you are what you eat, right? So if you eat from the devil's table, what are you? I'm sorry. Well, let's soften that a little bit. What are you participating in? We should say that. I'm not gonna call you the devil. You too scared to be that. What we need to be are sons and daughters of God. So when the, the devil and his, agents, his sons. You know, devil got sons too, right? Okay. Uh, that's another. I'm sorry, Lanius. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> when they come, they should see Christ sitting where you are. They should say, man, we, we got to get a better plan for these because they have decided not to be oppressed anymore. They have taken the authority back that Christ gave them. See, the whole thing was about authority, y'all. When you, let's go back to Genesis. The, the Godhead made man in his own image. He had authority, right? Mankind had authority on this planet over everything, everything. But he gave the authority to the oppressor. And so, therefore, somebody had to come to give it back to us. Amen? And who was that someone? Someone? So when Christ came, lived, checked him while he was on his home turf, took him, well, he he destroyed him on the cross, got up and said, it's mine now. I came into your gym and whooped you. Now, all these people watching come with me. Well, I don't know. That That was one game. Christ said, I give you authority over. He proved it even when he was walking the earth. He gave the 70, he gave the 12, he gave the 120. He gave them authority over the oppressor, over the origin of your issues. And they had to bow down. Y'all don't believe that. It was so bad that the brother could walk through a town and anybody in his shadow was healed. That's authority. You can have that if you stop giving Satan the, the platform, Stop giving him the authority in your life. Amen? Amen. And I don't, I know you can't fix something you did. <laughs> God says, that's why I'm here. He said, that's why I have grace. That's why I have mercy. You blew that. And the, it hits harder for those who knew better. If you didn't know better, God says, I understand. You, you get, the, you get the, the pat on the hand. Oh, but if you the more you know, the harder that blow. Amen. And you all are beginning to know too much to turn back and do it another way. Amen? Amen? Amen. Daniel, Daniel 6. How do you expect to get from under this regime? First things first, Daniel chapter 9, I'm sorry, chapter 9. How do you get out of this and take authority back over your life through Christ Jesus? One great thing about it, Christ will tell you how. See, everything is not, see, Christ isn't a magic show, y'all. You know, poof, he has gone. <laughs> the problem is, first, just make the commitment. You didn't get here overnight, did you? See, you're probably not going to get out of this overnight. But if you make up your mind that the night is over and let the day start rise in your heart, then you can move forward. And he'll, he'll, he'll say, okay, I need you to do this. But that, I don't see how that could be. Be quiet and do it. But, Lord, I don't see the connection. That's why you're in the, problem you, the position you're in right now. You're using them blind eyes. Just say yes. There's a song that says, let the church say amen. That's all you got to say, amen. amen. Just say, okay, Lord. What? Do that. I'm not even trying to connect the dots. <laughs> Anybody ever saw? This is years ago. There's a movie called, not uh, Papa, say Kung Fu, Lord have mercy. Uh, a movie called uh, Karate Kid. Uh, Some of y'all weren't born, but y'all might have seen it. Okay, Karate Kid. Now, uh, check this out. What it was, was a teaching of a principal. Now, he had him wax cars. remember? His left hand put the wax on, his right hand took the wax off. Man, he had a bunch of cars. I mean, it, for weeks, he was waxing on and waxing off. So one night, he just got fed up and talked to, what's his, what's his name? Miyagi, whatever his name I don't understand. How is this going to help me fight? And then he broke him down. And he said, and he punched at him, did that. Punched at him, he did that. He said, oh. That's what you were trying to get me to, you were trying to strengthen my movement. You were trying to, I got it now. Now. If God tells you to do something, would you stop worrying about how it's going to, you know, I don't see how that's going to. God said, do that. Okay. If God tells you to wake up every morning and shine your shoes, what should you be doing? Shine your shoes, right? But Lord, I ask you for a house. I don't see how shining. He said, how long are we going to be here? How long are we going to have this discussion? God said, I'm patient. I'll be here all night. I'll be here for 10 years. till you shine no shoes, this is where we're going to be. Amen? Amen? So we have to come to the conclusion that God knows more than we do. Amen. And he knows what to do and how to do it. And he loves us. God has never oppressed those he loves. Amen? Amen? First things first. Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, what we have to do, verse 5. The first three words I want us to read together. Are we ready? Daniel chapter 9 and verse 5. Ready? We have sinned. Know that. Just know that. A lot of people can't take this church because that's the first thing you got to admit. Not to us. <laughs> we, we don't have a law. <laughs> Believe me, we don't have this long list of doctrines. Well, no, he, God has a law. You didn't sin against us. You sinned against him. And until you can come to the conclusion it's your fault, you have something to do with where you are now, you can't hang. A lot of people come in. We just, we we, we put our arms around you, but it's not like you used to. We're not going to make you comfortable in your foolishness. That's just not, that can't save your soul. Oh, just keep being like you are. There's a bunch of big, giant churches not too far from here to do that. You can go to one of them. It's okay. Just be. God takes you where you are. And then they they don't they put a period instead of a comma. The comma is God accepts you where you are, but he doesn't leave you where you are. Because that's the job of God to get you where you're supposed to be but we have to say we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from what? Thy precepts and from thy judgments. That's why we have, we got to say that. We got to mean that because yes, it's true. But I didn't, my grandfather, would you, your grandfather in the clay, stop blaming him. Yes, we've had hard times. We have. I mean, real problems, real issues that people go through. Nobody is saying that didn't happen. Amen? But as long as you live in it, it's your fault. Let God deliver you from it. Amen? I mean, some people have hard lives, man. I mean, really hard lives. And yes, take that into account. God takes into account, doesn't he? He knows, man, that's, man you've been through a lot, but I want to save you. Matter of fact, the more you've been through, the more I want to save you. Because I want you to tell the world, I can save you. I can save you. I can save you. I can patch that hole that you got in your soul. I can do these things. But we got to understand something. I remember telling a young lady years ago, she came to me and said, her father wasn't a father. He didn't take care of us. She was about 19, 20. I said, I'm going to give you about one more year on that one because you're young, but there's a point in your life when you're going to have to say, I got to get this done. And you can't blame that anymore, can you? I know everybody, you think, who else had perfect parents? Anybody? No. How about perfect aunts and uncles? How about perfect uh, uh, school teachers? We've been through some things, but at some point you've got to say, I'm going to take back the authority over this. I'm going to not let them live in me any longer. I'm going to let the past destroy my future. I'm going to say, Lord, here we are. What are we going to do? We've got to get there. got to get there. But Daniel, Daniel said, hey, man, Daniel just, he didn't just apologize for him. He said, everybody, this whole nation wrong. We have gone away. We've been, you know, stiff-necked and rebellious. Verse 6 says, Neither have we hearkened unto the servants the prophets, which, what, spake in thy name to our kings and our princes and our fathers and to all the people of the land. He said, God, you sent folks to tell us what we love the oppressor, who were comfortable in the oppression, and we'd rather serve the devil than serve God. That's not too hard, is it? There's only two sides, y'all. I'd rather have fun, which, I, which he convinced us what fun is, right? Fun is going out and getting wasted, right? Y'all remember them days, don't you? Go get blowed, as we used to say. I mean, just toe down. Somebody convinced us that was fun. Even when we woke up the next day with our head bumping. Even when we were sick, even all these times, we were convinced that was fun, because we love the oppressor. The oppressor says, "Stay drunk. Stay high. Keep doing that. You'll never see him. You'll never reclaim your authority, because you're still loving me more than you love that authority. Amen. Now he's got you. It doesn't even have to be illicit drugs or illegal drugs. Who? I just need some Prozac, calm my nerves. Why are your nerves so jacked up? There's such thing as depression, isn't it? And anxiety, isn't it? These are real, but there's a God that says I give you authority over those and I'm, I'm gonna show you how, amen? So we're not saying that these things aren't real, we're just saying that he's the solution. And we have to stop taking their solution and stop believing in, 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 the, in, in the enemy's solution for things. How dare we do that when we say we love a God that says, I will put none of these diseases on you if you just follow my way. Do you know why most people who follow God don't have these diseases? Because they don't do disease things? If you just wanna, you know, put it down on this level, it's hard. It's hard to get certain diseases if you don't participate in the things that produce the disease. It's hard, because I have not taken a survey. There might be one, I don't know, but it's hard. Do you know that that it's really hard to have high blood pressure when you don't do high blood pressure things? Then, don't, don't, don't stop there. Then you start doing things that cause you to get rid of the high blood pressure. Oh, man, you don't know what's good. I not only stopped being uh, oppressed, I started doing f- uh, authority things. I took back the authority in the name of Jesus over my life, over my health, over my family. I took that back because he gave that, uh, that power to me. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to stay with it and stop believing the lie of the oppressor. But first, you got to say, Lord, I did have something to do with this. Yeah. We got generational participation. Uh-huh. And we got to admit to that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love my parents. But, oh, they left me some things I wish they hadn't left me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, but, you know, these generational things can be broken, too. Yes, we always teach you all here and no further. Don't care what the past was. Don't care what heredity tells you. Here and no further. Say the devil, uh, here and no further. Just like God told the ocean, here and no further. He gives you authority. Say, Satan, all of that past, you might have got my great, 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 but you're not getting here. My son and my daughter, you will not get because I take back authority. Come on, (laughs) y'all. See, because... When you admit these things then all of a sudden there comes a power to overwhelm the oppressor go to 1 John if you would just a reminder see because when we participate we give him rightful uh, uh, access to, to oppress us like okay I'm gonna I got a problem with I don't know We got a problem. Let's go. I got a problem with watching scantily clad women on television. Okay? I know y'all heard those things before. (laughs) Well, if you keep watching them, what are the chances that you're going to get set free? If you keep asking for it, this is when I say asking for it. You got a phone, don't you? Ask for it. You got a television? Ask for it. Take authority over that. Just ain't asking for it no more in the name of Jesus. You ain't got to grit your teeth. You ain't got to lift weights. It's huh, Lord, this is not of you. Deliver me. And watch him do it. Watch him do it. And you gotta stay with it now. Be as busy as the devil. Huh? <laughs> stay with it. And every time it comes up, boom. In the name of Jesus. And watch watch that the, the demon start bagging up. And then you going one day you're gonna learn how to throw that left. And he 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 go Oh Lord, he he learned how to fight now. At least make him get his buddy with him. I mean he's whipping you with a preschooler. Because we're coming to a gunfight with a popsicle stick. Come on, guys. 1 John chapter 1. Time to take back authority. God said in 1 John chapter 1, and let's start at verse 8. If we say that we have no sin. See, you all don't realize this, but a lot of people say that. There's doctrines that say, I cannot sin. Because I believe in Christ. And I hear the scripture to prove that. And they just don't understand what that scripture says. But they said, I I I don't sin. You know, I lie a little bit. <laughs> well, that's even in the top ten. <laughs> we have to actually get to this and you have to help people understand this. Because as long as you say you had nothing to do with it, you will never be delivered from it. If it makes you feel better, you can start doing percentages. Uh, 10% is mine. I I, I own that. It's you. Don't you want to get out of it? So if you have to say, Lord, show me if it's 100%, and I'll say thank you. Then he said, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is where? Not in us. If we confess our sins, though. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. How are you going to call God a liar? We do all the time. We say, well, well, God, I don't see why I'm suffering from this. That's not fair. God said it is fair. What's not fair is Jesus hanging on that cross. That's not fair, but fair ain't got nothing to do with it. You read in that whole Bible, you will not find the the word fair, except when it talks about how somebody looks. (laughs) Amen? Amen? Oh, she was fair to look upon. It wasn't about a situation. Stop believing the lie. See, it is our unrighteousness that keeps us oppressed. See, we got here. Let's say you, say you just got dumped in and you don't want to, okay, oh, it's my mama, my daddy, my cousin, it's the system, it's the, it's the race, it's the all this. Oh, yeah, okay, well, now you're here. Now what? Do you realize that our unrighteousness keeps us oppressed? There is no power greater than God, y'all. So why else, What should you say, why are we as a people so powerless? Revelation 18. Why are we so powerful Powerless. The most powerful people on the planet should be us. No government, no continent, no financial system, no school system, Uh, nothing should be more powerful than the people of God. But we won't take authority, because we think the subordinate is our friend we get comfortable with it. Revelation 18 gives us a command. Y'all ready for this one? Verse 4 says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying come out of her my people that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive none, not of her plagues. Because let me tell you something there's some plagues coming down right now Mm -hmm. and guess what if we're eating at the devil's table the disease is in the table If we're drinking from his cup, the disease and the problems are in his cup. He said, I need you to come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. Amen? And he'll do what? He'll say, i receive you. Isn't that what the whole thing is about? Come out of the devil's playground, y'all. Come out of the devil's mindset, the devil's stronghold, and begin to experience the power of the power. Well, you see people go through a health crisis and come out on the other side, you know why? They took authority over it. They say, oh, I'm not, I'm not buying this is genetic. I'm not buying that I can't do anything about it. I'm not buying that you are the only people that know anything about it. I'm not buying that. I'm buying into the, the bank of God. God, you said you're powerful. You said you're a healer. I'm going with you. Show me where to go. God doesn't rain down broccoli from heaven. But he might tell you, you, this person might come up to you and say, hey, what are, you, are you eating any of this? They might, be, And you know what? God has people working, and this is what's strange. He's got people working on behalf of his people that don't even believe in him. Because <laughs> they're not afraid. They took authority. I always... <laughs> This man was in the parking lot, about to run me over. I didn't get mad at do. dude. He don't love me like I love me. <laughs> Nowhere in his life he's responsible for keeping me alive. But I am. You're going to tell him, oh, he, just, he was wrong, he hit me. Man, I don't want to be hit, move. <laughs> Stop trying to be right and move. <laughs> Driving down the street, they change lanes on you. No, they didn't put a turn signal on. And you're just going to sit there and let them hit you. And you're going to tell the police, they were wrong. I don't care about right and wrong. I don't want my car hit. So we're not trying to look to have an excuse. We're trying to take authority again. We're trying to understand that God said that I give you authority over your oppressor. As long as you're with me and being with him is following him. When he tells you, say amen. When he moves you, go. When he, stop resisting his unction because when you stop resisting it, all of a sudden the devil has a little more trouble with you. He's got problems with you now because he's, he's used to just saying, you know, a little push, and you just, ah. Now you start praying. Now you start listening. Now you start reading. Now you start applying. And the devil says, we got to do something about this because we're about to lose this person. He's about to leave our kingdom and go into a kingdom we can't touch him in. Don't you want to be in that kingdom? Oh, you better stop carrying him around then. I don't know. Every time you say, I don't know. You don't know what? You don't know that God is. And beside him, there is none other. You don't know that yet. See this, this message is not for people who don't believe in Christ okay this is for y'all you all have taken the plunge literally sometimes you've been in the water you've decided that God is God and you want to follow him. this is for you. take authority over him because why the problem is us, not the authority in heaven the problem is not the state the problem is not the the, the, the Modern religion, the problem is not the races of people. It's not that. We know the origin, but we know the solution. You've been given an opportunity to be part of the solution. Be that solution. Amen. People are looking at you and asking, what what, what, what can I do? But all they see is somebody afraid. Somebody so afraid they can't give up a habit. I can't imagine somebody can't give up. Of course, I can say this now. I just can't imagine it that I would rather eat candy bars than serve my God. Now watch this. Everybody freaking out now, Paul. Watch it. Everybody losing their mind right now. In your seats. I'm not saying you're going to hell for eating a candy bar. I'm just telling telling what he told me. You need to stop that. But I love them so. But I love him more. Amen. And I know my responsibility is to be an example of obedience, not perfection, obedience. So if he says this, that's it. I'm not saying that's where anybody else is. I'm not telling you he's going to come down and say, oh, Micah, you got to stop eating cocoa puffs. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what he's going to do for you. I just know what he said to me. And I can't imagine giving up all eternity. I can't imagine being standing here trying to teach his word because I can't give up something. Come on, man. You're going to get pimped by a candy bar. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. That, that's basic enough, right? That didn't, that didn't miss anybody in there, did it? It's just that's, that's an example of it. Do you love him? Yeah. Well, stop dating the enemy. Mm-hmm. No, it ain't dating. Stop living with the enemy. Anybody married in here? Okay, I'm going to ask the brother something because I've never been a woman, I don't know how they respond. (laughs) If your wife, the one you care for, the one you do anything for, oh you just, oh you just, your wife is, oh. She says three days a week I'm sleeping over at Sam's house. (laughs) How would that go? How would that go? you serve a God that says, I'll be here when you get back. Mm. Until you come to your senses, I'm gonna do everything I can to show you that's not the right way to go. I I have never met a person that could do that. I know I'm not. Mm. Let me ask the sisters, would that go all right? I'll be back. I'm going to Sally's house for three days. The sisters in this church, are, you can go seven days. <laughs> you can go four weeks a month, 365 days a year. When you get black back, your key will not work. <laughs> Isn't that right, sister? But God's working on you, too. But we got to stop staying over the enemy's house and go ahead and live in the house of God. Amen. Everything is there for us. Yeah. And the devil, you know, he tries to sneak into God's house, but it's God's house. Yeah. Now, what Isaiah was talking about, the experience he had with his father, it was good to have his father come up and step up. You know, he was in trouble. You know, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just in trouble, and, and, and the authority was on him. The authority was telling him this. And all of a sudden, another authority came, and everything kind of went, oh, that's what we got, y'all. We have an authority Amen. who gives us authority. Yes. So what did we learn today? We have to take some responsibility for where, what the oppression we are suffering from. Uh-huh. We got to stop inviting the oppressor into our lives and following his, his command, his way. We have to determine that God is, is the God and the oppressor is a, a small one, a one who is trying to be like God. And we gotta understand that this oppression is not going away in a systematic uh, 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 way. What happens is this, from, from Babylon to modern day Babylon, that oppressor is still here, but we say we don't, we're not participating in it. There must be something. There must be a place where God's people can go. But God's people can't go somewhere they don't believe in. We got to say, Lord, we believe in you. Let us be this bastion of hope for people, this place where people can say, I'm going there. Why? Because the oppressor, even though the oppressor is trying his best, they have taken authority over him. Do you want to be that kind of people? But first, we got to take authority. And not the authority you think. Don't 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 sit there. Well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here, and anybody who come in there, I'm gonna knock out. <laughs> the oppressor said, "You never left my house, because that's how we act in the oppressor house, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're gonna stand behind the authority." They said, "Okay, Jesus, we're standing behind you." Okay, he said, "Okay, why are you behind me? Do this. Okay. Why are you behind me? Do this. Okay." And so all the enemy is seeing is Christ, because Christ has an obedient servant behind him. And so all the authority comes from the authority. We just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And it'd be fun to watch back and see Christ just just, mm. (laughs) win the battle. Yes, watch Christ win the battle. That's how we'll say that. Uh, And he will. And you can see it. But the first battle is inside of you and I. That's the battle that has to be won. And when we win that battle, then the authority comes back in our homes. So when things get a little weird in the house, take back authority. Say, Father, uh, I have sinned. Help me, Lord. How did I let that happen? How did this go this way? And most of the time he's with, with me, he says, you've been selfish. That's why that happened. You've been selfish. But don't butt nothing. If God said it, is it true? So whatever God says, it's okay, Lord. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, you know, please forgive me for that. Give me strength not to be selfish. We had not talked about anybody else in the house yet, have we? That's what husbands do. We always blame somebody else. Yeah. Oh, Lord, if I <laughs> didn't have this... Adam, where are thou? Did he ask Eve the first question? Why? Because that's not how things work. Amen. No, in the authority of God now. It might work like that out there at, at Little King's daycare. It might work that way you know, out there in, you know, at, at, at the beauty salon. It might work out there at your job. It doesn't work like that in God's house. Stay with the authority. Stay with the order of, of authority. And God will work miracles for you. Let's defeat the oppressor. Let's take back the authority in the name of Jesus. Amen? Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you again for being the God you promised you'd be. You said you'd be a God that would help us in time of need, but you'll be a God of judgment. You're a God of mercy, but you're a God of reproof. We thank you for both, for Lord, if you hadn't told us we were going down the wrong path, we would never know. Father, we ask that you would do this for us, that you would help us to believe what you say and walk in what you say. Take this authority back that Christ gave us. He said, even the devils are under your authority in my name. Father, we ask that you would help us to see that and walk in that. Not give in to the temptations or the lies that we've been told. Let us walk in truth, Lord, so your power may be our source. Your power will be our experience, and that power can be used to help others. And in the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen.